0: hello and welcome to fireside stories my name is mac and i'll be your host today we have a very special request for episode 34. today's episode is dedicated to my brother so grab your milk and cookies and a seat next to the fire here we go the Lorax by dr. Seuss at the far end of town where the grickle grass grows and the wind smells slow and sour when it blows and no birds ever sing except old crows is a street of the lifted Lorax and deep in the grickle grass some people say If you look deep enough you can still see today where the Lorax once stood just as long as it could before somebody lifted the Lorax away. What was the Lorax? And why was it there? And why was it lifted and taken somewhere? From the far end of town where the grickle grass grows? The old Onesler still lives here. Ask him, he knows. You won't see the Onesler, don't knock at his door. He stays in this Lurkum, cold under the roof, where he makes his own clothes out of Miff Muffered Moof, muff. And on special dank midnights in August, he peeks out of the shutters. And sometimes he speaks and tells how the Lorax was lifted away. He'll tell you, perhaps, if you're willing to pay. On the end of a rope, he lets down a ten pail. And you have to toss in fifteen cents and a nail. And the shell of a great-great-great-grandfather snail. Then he pulls up the pail, makes a most careful count, to see if you've paid him the proper amount. Then he hides what you paid him away in his snuff, his secret strange hole in his gruvulous glove. Then he grunts, I will call you by whisper, phone, for the secrets I tell are for your ears alone. Shlop. Down shlops the whisper to your ear, and the old onesler's whisper are not very clear, since they have to come down through a snurgly hose, and he sounds as if he's had a smallish bee up his nose. Now I'll tell you, he says, with his teeth sounding gray, how the lorax got lifted and taken away it all started way back such a long long time back way back in the days when the grass was still green and the pond was still wet and the clouds were still clean and the song of the swami swangs rang out in space one morning I came to this glorious place, and I first saw the trees, the Truffula trees, the bright-colored tufts of the Truffula trees, mile after mile in the fresh morning breeze. And under the trees, I saw brown Barbaloots, frisking about in their Barbaloot suits. As they played in the shade, ate truffula fruits from the ripulous pond came the comfortable sound of the humming fish humming while splashing around but those trees those trees those truffula trees all my life i'd been searching for trees such as these the touch of their tufts was much softer than silk and they had the sweet smell of fresh buttery milk. I felt a great leaping of joy in my heart. I knew just what I'd do. I'd unload my cart. And in no time at all, I had built a small shop. Then I chopped down a truffula tree with one chop. And with great skillful skill, and with great speedy speed, I took a soft tuft, and I knitted a thneed. The instant I'd finished, I heard a gazoomp, and I looked. I saw something pop out of a stump of the tree that i chopped down. It was a sort of a man. Hmm. Describe him. That's hard, I don't know if I can. He was shortish and oldish and brownish and mossy, and he spoke with a voice that was sharpish and bossy. Mister, he said with a sawdusty sneeze, I am the Lorax, I speak for the trees. I speak for the trees, for the trees have no tongues. And I'm asking you, sir, at the top of my lungs." He was very upset, as he shouted and puffed, "'What's that thing you've made out of my Truffula tuft?' "'Look, Lorax,' I said, there's no cause for alarm. I chopped just one tree. I'm doing no harm. I'm being quite useful. This thing is a thneed. A thneed is a fine something that all people need. It's a shirt, it's a sock, it's a glove, it's a hat. But it has other uses, yes, far beyond that. You can use it for carpets, for pillows, for sheets, or curtains, or covers for bicycle seats. The Lorax said, Sir, you are crazy with greed. There is no one on earth who would buy that fool thneed. But the very next minute, I proved he was wrong. For just at that minute, a chap came along, and he thought that the thneed I had knitted was great. He happily bought it for (laughs) $3.98. I laughed at the Lorax, you poor stupid guy. You never can tell what some people will buy. I repeat, cried the Lorax. I speak for the trees. I'm busy, I told him. Shut up, if you please. I rushed across the room and in no time at all, built a radio phone. I put in a quick call. I called on my brothers and uncles and aunts. And I said, listen here, here's a wonderful chance for the whole Wensler family to get mighty rich. Get over here fast, take the road to North Niche, turn left at Weehawken, sharp right at South Stitch. And in no time at all, in the factory I built, the whole Wensler family was working full tilt. We were all knitting f'needs, just as busy as bees, to the sound of the chopping of truffula trees. Then oh baby oh, how my business did grow. Now chopping one tree at a time was too slow. So I quickly invented my soup axe hacker, which whacked off four truffula trees in one smacker. We were making thneeds four times as fast as before, and that Lorax, he didn't show up anymore. But the next week, he knocked on my new office door, and he snapped, I'm the Lorax who speaks for the trees, which you seem to be chopping as fast as you please, but I'm also in charge of the brown barbelutes." who played in the shade in their barbalute suits and happily lived eating truffula fruits. Now, thanks to your hacking my trees to the ground, there's not enough truffula fruit to go round, and my poor barbalutes are all getting their crummies because they have gas and no food in their tummies. They loved living here, but I can't let them stay. They'll have to find food, and I hope that they may. Good luck, boys, he cried, and he sent them away. I, the Wensler, felt sad as I watched them all go, but business is business and business must grow, regardless of crummies and tummies, you know. I meant no harm, I most truly did not, but I had to grow bigger, so bigger I got. I biggered my factory, I biggered my roads, I biggered my wagons, I biggered the loads of the thneeds I shipped out. I was shipping them forth to the south, to the east, to the west, to the north. I went right on biggering, selling more needs, and I biggered my money, which everyone needs. Then again he came back. I was fixing some pipes, when that old nuisance Lorax came back with more gripes. (coughs) <coughs> I'm the Lorax He coughed and he whiffed He sneezed and he snuffled He snargled, he sniffed Ler, he cried with a cruffulous croak Wunceler, you're making such smogulous smoke My poor swami swans. why, they can't sing a note No one can sing who has smog in his throat. And so, said the Lorax, please pardon my cough. They cannot live here, so I'm sending them off. Where will they go? I don't hopefully know. They may have to fly for a month or a year to escape from the smog you've smogged up around here. What's more, snapped the Lorax, his dander was up. Let me say a few words about Gluppity Glup. Your machines chug on day and night without stop, making Gluppity Glub and schloppity schlop, and what do you do with this leftover goo? I'll show you, you dirty old wansler man! You, you're glumping the pond where the humming fish hummed. No more can they hum, for their gills are all gummed. So, I'm sending them off. Oh. Their future is dreary. They'll walk on their fins and get woefully weary in search of some water that isn't so smeary. And then I got mad. I got terribly mad. I yelled at the Lorax. Now listen here, dad. All you do is yap, yap and say bad, 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 bad. Well, I have my rights, sir. So I'm telling you, I intend to go on doing just what I do. And for your information, you Lorax, I'm figuring on biggering, and biggering, and biggering, and biggering. biggering. Turning more truffulate trees into needs, which everyone, everyone everyone needs and at that very moment we heard a loud whack from outside in the fields came a sickening smack of an axe on a tree then we heard that tree fall the very last Truffula tree of them all No more trees, no more needs, no more work to be done. So, in no time, my uncles and aunts, everyone, all waved me goodbye. They jumped into my cars and drove away under the smog smuggered stars. Now all that was left Beneath the bad-smelling sky was my big empty factory the Lorax and I the Lorax said nothing just gave me a glance just gave me a very sad sad backward glance as he lifted himself by the seat of his pants and I'll never forget the grim look on his face when he heisted himself and took leave of this place through a hole in the smog without leaving a trace and all that the Lorax left here in this mess was a small pile of rocks with one word unless whatever that meant well I just couldn't guess. That was long, long ago. But each day since that day, I've sat here and worried and worried away. Through the years, while my buildings have fallen apart, I've worried about it with all of my heart. But now, says the Oncelet, now that you're here, the word of the Lorax seems perfectly clear. Unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. So, catch, calls the Onceler. He lets something fall. It's a Truffula seed. It's the last one of all. You're in charge of the last of the Truffula seeds, and the Truffula trees are what everyone needs. Plant a new Truffula. Treat it with care. Give it clean water and feed it fresh air. Grow a forest protect it from axes that hack then the Lorax and all of his friends may come back